0: Alright, KISS Army,
1: welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast, by the board, for the board. We hope
0: you enjoy.
2: Oh, hello again everybody. I didn't see you come in. Welcome to episode 59 of the KISS FAQ Podcast. My name is Lonnie Weissauer, STL KISS on the KISS FAQ Message Board. And today on the show, you'll notice something different. Um, the boss isn't here today. The boss isn't even monitoring us today. We are flying solo on our own. Um, so on he, left us the,
0: he left us the keys, and now, after this, he's
2: going to change the lock. <laughs> <laughs> so on the show today is Andrew, the live cat man on the board. Ken, 69th Blizzard on the board. And Mark, Marcus Almighty on the board. So, you guys are probably wondering why Julian isn't here today. And it's because that we are discussing the KISS reunion tour today. And since Julian didn't see a show on the reunion tour, um, he's not here. So, we are going to do it without him today. So, can you guys believe that the reunion tour was 20 years ago
0: i can't and when we were talking about getting involved and uh finding out what we want to do for this week's episode i just i kind of looked at my calendar and i go it's been 20 years since the reunion tour so it's actually been they've had the makeup on longer now than they had it off in between you know uh lick it up and obviously the reunion tour because I know, for me, when I look back the reunion tour, I'm like, oh, that was like two years ago. Mm-hmm. But when I look back and, and think about "Lick It Up" to, you know, "Unplugged," I'm like, that was like, that was such a long time. But now it's even, it's been even longer. So we all got yeah. old. All of us got old. Kiss got older. <laughs> and it's just it, it's just one of those things that I have such, and I'm sure you guys do too. We'll talk about it today. You guys have such fond memories of this time. This was the second greatest time to be a Kiss fan.
1: Oh yeah, I agree 100%. I mean, the funny thing for me was when they when they announced it, um, Toronto was not that not that far from the beginning of the the tour originally. So um, I was I was really excited to go. I mean, I went out and I got my, I, it was a while before they came to Toronto. Me and my band had a trip to do to New York City and that weekend or that week when i was there they were playing madison square gardens those four nights or so that they were playing there and i remember new york city was just everywhere you went they were just talking about kiss and it was it was unbelievable like every restaurant we went to somebody was talking about kiss or the waiters and waitresses here us, hey you going to see kiss tonight and we were like you know what we would go but we had so many things to do we were meeting like some label rep people for our band and we we didn't we didn't even have a, a chance to go we were so busy but we, i was so excited because of that what happened there that that made my toronto show all the more sweeter when they came i was so geared up to see them when they came
3: yeah i mean i remember uh i didn't think it was gonna ever, ha- ever happen to tell you the truth because of their relations or so-called relations between <laughs> uh, them and Paul Gene versus Ace and Peter and uh, uh I mean I was I was very happy. I didn't think I'd see it, so I thought, "Oh, this is cool, you know. Um going to be able to see them again in makeup, you know. I hadn't seen them since The Creatures tour in makeup." So, um I was looking forward to that old 77 style too because I had missed out on that. I came in at, you know, my first show was 79, so I didn't see them in the uh, like a, a live type, uh, a live two type stage, which is you know my first album, so that was when I first got me into it. Um, so it was kind of perfect. I'm like oh great, you know they're gonna do the live two, you know, type thing, '77, uh, Love Gun look. Um, so I was I was looking forward to that.
0: Did you guys think? I mean I was 10 years old when this started, when this all came about. In, like, January, February 96, so I was 10 years old. And I I turned 11 by the time I I saw them at the end of the year. Even at 10 years old, I knew my life was going to change forever because of this. I just knew. I knew then because now they were coming back. And I remember I was – I mean, I was a fan, but I didn't understand at the time. I was 10 years old. I didn't understand I thought that they were gone or or something had happened. And I know I had kiss meets the phantom and I know I had whatever, but
1: when
0: when they came back, I was like, Oh my I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to get to see this. And I remember this and I can't find this clip anywhere. And I'm really disappointed that I can't find this clip. But I remember during the Simpsons kiss landed on top of the hard rock. Was it in Vegas? I think it was in Las Vegas. It was in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. And they were giving away tickets to tiger stadium. And I remember Paul Stanley was like, you know, you want them. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, mom, <laughs> mom, mom. <laughs> you know, um, obviously I, I didn't get to go to, get to go to Tiger Stadium because I was, you know, 10 years old. But um, I just I remember all, I remember all of those things, and I just remember thinking I'm like they're 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 coming back, and then all of the the hoopla and all the media got on boarding. They were everywhere. They were everywhere. And then I'll, I'll get into
2: later what happened at my first show, but uh, what a magical time. Yeah. Um, Absolutely, it, um, it's hard to believe that it was 20 years ago because my memories from that tour and from that time are so vivid. Me too. Yeah, that me too. Um, you know, it's like you know, like Andrew said, life-changing things stand out in your memories. And maybe it sounds silly that the Kiss reunion tour was a life-changing thing for us, but but for me, it, it really but it it really was. Um, I was it was it was really cool. Um, I was in a unique place that I was in high school when the reunion tour happened. You know, you hear a lot of guys about being in high school, like during '76, '77, and getting made fun of for, for liking Kiss. Um, for me, I got that same treatment 20 years later from guys my age that didn't get um, the whole Kiss reunion thing, didn't get this band wearing makeup type thing. You know, it was it was foreign to them 20 years later, just like it was foreign in the '70s to people. And it's still to people today. And, 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 and mm-hmm. you're exactly right. I mean, but I like totally like played into it. Like I like sewed kiss patches on my backpack and, you know, I didn't care just like, you know, you hear about guys in the seventies. They didn't care. You know, this is my band and, and, and you were proud of it. And it really was life changing. The fact that, you know, like Andrew said, I was a fan before the reunion tour and the reunion tour just propelled me into super fandom. Um, I was a, before, I mean, I, I liked Kiss. Don't get me wrong, um, but I was a big Guns N' Roses fan at, at the time too. But think about '96: Guns N' Roses is breaking up, and Kiss becomes Larger Than Life, and it just Larger Than Life again, again. <laughs> and it, you know, and it, it made my number two and my number one and my number two band um, change spots on my list of favorite bands, so to speak. So. Uh, well, don't worry. I, I won't hold that against you. Well, thank you, Andrew. I won't hold it against you. You're a sweetheart. <laughs> you
1: guys want a room or something? Or? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, 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 no. I, I, I remember. I remember it very vividly. I what I remember the most vivid, and then you guys can say what what you remember. This is. I mean, aside from the show, I remember after they played on. Um, I didn't see the Grammys, unfortunately. I just I didn't follow them at that time. But I remember the MTV Awards. And I remember, and not, not the movie awards, not the one where Peter looks like he's eating his whiskers. I don't know what he did that night. But um, watch the clip. You'll know what I'm talking about. Um, the MTV Video Music Awards, they performed from the Brooklyn Bridge. And um, it's funny now because I know so many people, went, so many friends of mine went to that. But, mm-hmm. of course, I was too young to be you know, doing whatever, trying to meet people in different ways. But... But I just remember watching them. I remember watching that damn show, and waiting, and waiting, and sitting through Puff Daddy and Bone Thugs at Harmony. And I just remember, just it was torture. Even to an 11-year-old kid, it was torturous, torturous. And I was just like, man. I was like, mom, when does Kiss get to be on? I have school tomorrow, mom. Like, and I just, I couldn't. And then they were on, and I just I remember. And at the time, I still, I wasn't sick of Rock and Roll Night yet, so I still thought it was cool that they were playing Rock and Roll Night. And then what was even cooler is that when they were rolling the credits, I saw Ace singing a song. I'm like, Mom look, they're still. Well, where where? I didn't understand. I thought they just played for the show, and then that was it. I didn't under, I had no recollection, but I just remember that so vividly watching Rock and Roll Night.
1: You know, it's funny though. You mentioned the Grammy Awards. Um, I was at my friend's house, uh, my bandmates, and we we watched the Grammys just because it was something to do. And uh, he had heard rumor that there was going to be something going on because they kept hinting at it before that something big was going to happen at the Grammys, right? And I remember the reaction of my friend when they came out. He looked at the screen and he looked at me and he goes, "That ain't Kiss." He he was convinced that that was just people dressed up as Kiss, <laughs> and he was like, "That's not them." He goes, "There's no way." He goes, "These guys hate each other." That's bullshit. I call it bullshit. He was like, he totally was convinced that that was not. It was just some staged thing. And I was like, I don't know. I, look, I I looked at him and go, "I don't I don't think it is. I think that this this could be it. You know, they they could be getting back together again." And because even when they panned to the people in the audience, like you know, they had the Eagles there and people from other bands like the Chili Peppers and that, and they were like totally in shock. So that kind of to me made it look like, you know what, this could be legit because they looked surprised. I mean, they probably would have known if it was some kind of a hoax or some kind of a you know bullshit thing, but you know, they looked convinced. I was convinced, but it was funny the reaction that some people had that I knew of. They were like, "Nah, that's that ain't real, man." So I mean, it's, it's interesting people's different reactions to the situations.
3: Yeah. I, I saw them on the Grammys also. I mean, I saw it live. I watched the Grammys. I kind of always watched the Grammys regularly anyway. Um, so I remember, I think I must've heard about that. There was a possibility there were going to be some, something about them being on the Grammys. I don't know if it was like, if Kiss Otaku or Asylum, Kiss Asylum saw something on, on those websites that I used to visit way back then right mm-hmm. so uh yeah i remember something hearing something about it i said okay well i'm gonna be watching anyway and sure enough here they are i'm like holy cow it's they're really gonna do it you know they're back
0: you know i'm so i'm so glad you mentioned that i started sorry to cut you off but, uh, Lonnie, i'm so glad you mentioned kiss or Talk and kiss asylum because not only was this my chance to see kiss again but they really they made me go on the internet. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted more Kiss. Yeah. So I was on Kiss Otaku. I was on Kiss Asylum, and I was that. This was my introduction into everything that what I do today. As silly as it sounds, I went online because I wanted more Kiss, and it was a dial-up modem, and it was nothing like it is oh, yeah. today. <laughs> Can you guys imagine what it would be like if Kiss were to come back today, and how we get the information like that? Because at that time, we were we were. Scratching for any information on Kiss, any it picture, anything.
1: It would have had impact, but it wouldn't have had the same if it came back now, because just because we we didn't have access as quickly as we do now, just like you said, Andrew, that whole anticipation of trying to find more information just made that build up all that stronger for it, and I think that really played well into their hands for that.
0: Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if you guys know this either, but uh, they turned down every TV interview. Except there was one station on, on uh, I think it was, I don't know what affiliate it was, but it was on Good Morning America in New York City when they were at the Garden. And they even said it there that they've turned down all interviews. And if you go back and try to find things that they've done today, they didn't do that back then. They they weren't on Jay Leno. They weren't on David Letterman. They they should have done Saturday Night Live, my opinion. Um but they kind of, they try to bring back the uh, the mystique. And they were really cognizant of that whole thing. Like, there wasn't a whole lot of merchandise yet. I mean, I know in between the tour and the Psycho circus that's when it all blew up again. But th- at this time, they were still kind of that band. That they were just, they were really popular, but just not popular enough to kind of skate past if you weren't paying attention. Uh, I mean, it was great going to the magazine stands every week and seeing Kiss on a bunch of magazines. It was... It was great, you know, opening up the newspaper and trying to find KISS tickets. Can you imagine doing that today? No one would do that today. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, and there were just, there were so many things about this time. And then you get, like, Metal Edge magazine. You're like, oh, my God, they're coming here. And then that's how you found out about the tour dates. Well, I mean, remember the magazine show? We both had the KISS Rocks the World magazine, the reunion tour magazine. Yeah.
2: yeah. That's okay. how you found out. That, and going back to what you said about KISS Asylum and KISS Otaku, um, that was really my introduction to the Internet mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Was because I was clamoring for more, just any more Kiss information I could possibly get my hands on, and that's how I found out about like the Lost City tour dates was on Kiss They that was the first place I saw them, and and I saw that they were coming back here on the Lost City to St. Louis on the Lost Cities tour. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm gonna get to see them again because I had heard rumblings that they were gonna do another run through the states in the spring of '97, but you know I I can remember going to the we didn't have internet at, at our and I'm going to the library almost daily to get on those two websites just for any kind of information that I could possibly get about um, the previous night's show or any kind of merchandise coming out, any kind of tour dates, um, any kind, just anything that I could possibly get my hands on. And I think for, for a lot of us, that was our introduction to the Internet because that's when the Internet was really just starting to really sure boom yeah. at that point.
1: Yeah, it's interesting too because I had a few friends because of my band and stuff like that, where I had uh, people in the states that I knew and I knew some people in Europe and stuff. And when this happened, you know, my my phone was another source of you know calling up these people and seeing if they've heard anything through the media outlets that they've had to hear about things in general what was going on like in the states especially i have a couple of friends in florida and california and i was like if you hear anything give me a call i wanted to know what was going on right just to see if there was more detail into you know anything like did anybody hear any rumor about what the stage is going to look like or who's going to play with them you know who's going to go on tour with them. that was i know that was a big thing too was who's going to go on tour with them right because i know you know when they came to toronto they played with degeneration which was like that was like you know you pretty was Ozone a, Monday here yeah was, there was Ozone, it, it, yeah, yeah it, it was a there. sneezer s- snoozer band at all, like totally for that, but I mean, you know it was still it was KISS. that's you're really going to go see anyways, regardless, right, but it was just looking for that information that was you know it was part that hunt to try to find about more information that was the fun part as well, right,
2: absolutely, I mean. And, like, Andrew's saying, like, those hip Parader magazines, those metal editing. magazines. You, that's how you found out. That was just your source. That was, like, your pipeline of information. That yeah. was Kiss of Salem, Kizataka websites were just your pipeline.
0: So you saw them on the Lost Cities tour, right, Lonnie?
2: I saw them, yeah, on the Lost Cities tour, and I saw them, I saw two shows in their Union tour, Lost Cities tour, and I saw them the third show of their Union tour, and they played St. Louis.
0: Okay, all right,
2: because I, I saw a, a first-leg show as as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, so my brother like, like, rock bottom and, um, and watching you. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Before they, yeah. before they. Came um,
0: out. I because I, I didn't get to go to see them at, at Madison Square Garden. My brother actually went. I think he went the fourth night, the night they cut Beth, and um, I know because I got the video. Um, so he went that night, and I just was like, well, why can't I go? So I remember I don't I don't remember what led to this, but I know we were my mother and I we were looking in the newspaper like four days before they were supposed to play the big New Year's Eve show at the. Uh, At the time, it was called the Continental Airlines Arena. Prior to that, it was the Meadowlands. Yeah. And then after that, it was the Isai Center. Now they totally demolished it. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. Oh, actually, it was called the Brendan Byrne Arena. There's some trivia for you and some New Jersey trivia for you. Anyway, so we were just looking in the paper, and we we're were just – I think she was just trying to humor me because everybody was trying to get, you know, top dollar for these kids' tickets. So I'm like, we're never going to find them. But – we found four tickets at face value right on the side of the stage. And the guy was like, I can't go. Um, you know, my wife has tickets to Beauty and the Beast or something stupid. So, he's <laughs> like, so I got to sell them. So we call him up and he goes, listen, someone already says he's going to come buy them. But if you get here first, you can have them. So we're oh, like, oh, get wow. car! <laughs> so we, I remember we drove we drove over an hour to go pick up these tickets and, uh, I also have a really vivid memory of don't speak by no doubt playing in the car. Me and me going, this is not bad. So, but I remember I got there and this guy's house was like a mansion. And, uh, so we, 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 give him the money. He gives us these four kiss tickets. And I just, it was literally four days before the show. And I couldn't, I couldn't contain my excitement. And, uh, and I remember it was, it was freezing, 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 freezing cold that, that, uh, that December. And, um, standing in line for the show, just waiting for waiting for kiss. I remember I bought a poster. I wasn't able to get a t-shirt, but years later, I bought a t-shirt, I think right on the FAQ board. Someone was selling one. Um, and it, I can't wear it, because it's like extra large or something, but I still have a shirt for, from that event, because they were still making event shirts. Mm-hmm. At that time.
1: Cool. And, yeah, exactly. Go on.
0: Yeah, and I, and I and the other cool thing about that is like right after, I think, maybe it was about a year, year and a half after that, that's kind of when eBay was starting to come about. and you know, tape trading was kind of mainstream where I was able to access it. And I found that show. I mean, it's missing the first five songs. Yeah. Uh, I found that show. That's a really good. good Yeah. And I just remember watching
1: that and thinking like I was, I was
0: there, I was there for this.
1: You know, one thing I, one thing that's kind of, I'm curious about with you guys is that I saw them, I saw them in Toronto on the first leg. And then on the lost cities tour, they came to Hamilton and I went to that as well. Um, but in, Tur- in Toronto, there was a guy that used to always go to these shows. I don't know how he snuck in. He was like a mole or something, this guy. He'd always go to every concert, and he'd bring in his video camera. And every weekend, you would see him on the corner of Young and Bloor, I think it was, around there. And he had his little table set up, and he had all these videos of concerts that he filmed. So shortly after they came to Toronto, I went back to him, and I said, hey, do you got the Skydome show for Kiss? And he goes, yep, he had like four copies of it. So... And he had it right there, so I bought it. So I have a copy of that exact show that I went to in Toronto. But I mean, I've always wondered if you guys ever had a guy like that in your cities that actually was a known filming person that you could get shows from your city from.
2: Yeah,
0: there was uh, something called, and they're probably still around today, called the New York City Bitch Committee, and it's <laughs> like it's a, a bunch of guys that that film these shows. And um, the other great thing that was happening around this time is there was a store. Uh, in Brick, New Jersey, which, uh, I mean, if anybody doesn't know, I'm a, I'm a Jersey boy. I don't live there now, but that's where I was born and raised. And there was a, a, a store called the Rainbow Rockatorium, and the guy that ran it, his name was Gary Danko. And he, I don't know if he was part of the New York City Bitch Committee, but he was, like, heavily into selling bootlegs and all that stuff. And that's kind of what, you know, propelled me into collecting bootlegs. People would ask me, what do you want for your birthday? I'm like, I want to kiss bootleg from Gary. You know, and so <laughs> I would get bootleg tapes for, like, Christmas or birthdays. Because that's what I wanted.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, if you think about it now, I mean, can, can you imagine someone paying for you No one pays for that stuff anymore. Everything's all traded or yeah. on torrents. But um, Gary, he knew, and he would get shows in, like, I guess, at that time, soon after they would happen. Like, I remember the Psycho Circus show that I went to. It took him, like, six or eight months to get it in because, you know, the guy had to edit the VHSC tape with two VCRs and blah, 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 and all that stuff. But. I, I knew that he had ties in that, and he was just, he was my source to go for all of that stuff. So, um, and it was cool, that was just more, it was more Kiss, because, does it ever piss you guys off? That Kiss was never a B-side band, they never released, you know, singles or, or, un, yeah. or different stuff. If you wanted more Kiss, you had to go for the bootlegs, and that's what I did. Mm-hmm. That's what I still do
2: to this day. Ken, what about you, what was the- Did you see a show on the on the first leg, or what shows did you see on the on the? I don't
3: know. It was August. It was it was uh, late August uh, in San Jose. I've been Um, I've been trying
0: to pull up Kiss Monsters. And they were
3: they did do. I was looking at the uh, set list. They did do. uh, Watching you was on there, and King of the Nighttime World, and and so on, and you know Rock Bottom's on there. So yeah, they they did a good set. so there's no disappointment there, and I remember getting I I, I got tickets. I thought you know i was I was always able to get good tickets or good seats with for Kiss, but this one everyone came out of the woodwork mm. that never had seen him or just heard of him, heard of the spectacle, and so it was on. the thing
2: to do that summer. <laughs> yeah.
3: Okay. yeah, and oh, I, I I got there as early as I could, you know, to to get tickets. And I still, I was pretty far back, though, so, you know, I was I bought four tickets. So the more tickets you buy, the less chance right. you're going to get closer, to. Um, if I bought one, I probably would have gotten a lot closer. But I was pretty far, far back. I was, I was disappointed in my seats, but, um, you know. You were there. You were there. I was there. So spe- I speaking was of there getting for... the tickets, I mean, it was back in the day, you know,
2: you got to keep in mind, it's 1996. There is no online sale to go get t- There's no Ticketmaster.com to go buy your tickets. Right. You had to go and get your tickets. And we went to the famous, what used to be famous bar around here. <laughs> we used to go get, We used was where we went and got our concert tickets at.
0: Oh, hold on, hold on. I, I don't mean to cut you off yet, but how, how, how fucked up is that? Like, he's like, hey, here's the concert I went to. It's on my phone right now. Yeah. Like, how, like,
2: can you, really, like, uh,
0: can you imagine that? Like, no. dig into your 1996 headspace. And you had to you had to jam that VCR tape, and you're like, oh, I got, forgot to rewind it, so you had to rewind it. And, and you didn't and want some, to and you
2: didn't want to watch that VCR tape too much too, because you didn't want to you didn't want to ruin it. Ruin right. it,
0: yeah. And furthermore, if you were like if you were like me, you know, we were always up on technology. We didn't even have we were like, don't rewind it in there. That ruins the VCR head. Mm-hmm. So we had a separate rewinder. Oh, ah, yes, the rewind tapes. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: Yeah. Yep. yeah. Because so like oh I've got the one so you got to take it out you got to put it in you got to rewind it then you put it back in there and then oh man I've got to adjust the tracking got to oh wait tracking got to oh, put it on, wait, gotta put oh, it on yeah. shelf too because got to get the <laughs> AV signal it, it's just just like dig back in your headspace back then and they're like he's we're talking about the show he's like wait a minute I yeah, just pulled up here it is and he's like here it is yeah, yeah. i just
2: like what the hell <laughs> it's ridiculous but like speaking of like like Ken was saying like being so far back I mean we they would give out line tickets at famous bar. And every day, my brother and I would go get a line ticket. And then, like, they went on sale, like, a Friday afternoon. So by the time the tickets went on sale, we had, like, 10 different line tickets between the two of us. Like, all right, you know, we're going to get good seats. And at, like, 445, all the people outside Famous Bart, we had been to a lot of shows at that point, by that point, because um, we were going to a lot of concerts. And the amount of people lined up for KISS was, un- we were like, holy shit. We couldn't believe how many people were there. And they drew the line ticket. And then you lined up accordingly, and we're like finding which one of ours is closest. Like, all right, this is the one we're going with. All right, we should be okay. And we got our tickets like 20 minutes after they went on sale, and we were in the upper bowl, my brother and I were. And I remember distinctly walking out of there thinking, okay, we're in Section 303, and all these people were still lined up to get tickets. I'm like, these people aren't getting tickets. It's going to sell out here in the next five minutes. I mean, it's almost gone right now from what, from what we had. So it was – it was just a crazy, crazy time um, how fast those shows were selling out. And I was doing a little research last night that they played 192 shows on their union tour, and 127 yep. of them were sold out.
0: Yeah. And the ones that weren't sold out were really
2: close to being sold out. And the ones yeah. that weren't sold out, you're exactly right, were near capacity. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's...
1: yeah. Well I mean that's that's you know I think to me that was kind of to be almost expected I would think I mean the the build up to it was done so well and there was so much hype to it I mean when they if you watch the uh the Kissology and they listen to the uh what's that called the uh the commentary. track the, the commentary that's it yeah. thanks um yeah. the commentary they they were mentioning how you know Doc McGee would call them up and say okay this went online for this show Boom! It's sold out. We put added a second show, it sold out too. Like it was going that quickly, and I mean that's a testament to how well they prepared the people for the tour in general. I mean people were so salivating over it, and as soon as tickets came on, boom! They were just eaten up.
0: So you know what? Looking back now, you could see this. You could see this happening in so much clarity. I know Ken, you say that you like you didn't see it happening, but if you just look back the writing was on the walls probably till probably in about 93 is when the writing came on the wall because revenge didn't pan out like it should have because we all know it's a great album but it didn't uh, it didn't do what it should have done so they started caring about their past you know history was coming out um... they kiss- were just doing they were doing things that were you know not cashing
2: in on the past well i guess it kind of was but they were just showing respect the kiss my ass message to ace and peter inside them. Yep. It's i was where, just gonna mention where it. i first said you know what? I, I think it's gonna happen mm-hmm. where it might not happen this year but i think it's gonna happen soon yeah that was and, the
1: olive branch yeah that
2: with
3: and, with the unplugged also yeah
0: and then so. unpo- well not even unplugged remember the convention the convention tour even, really showcasing their past well, yeah i knew like when i look back and i and I read back the history because I, I do that a lot because i still i still love this band I look back and I'm like, man, it was so obvious, you know, what they were doing. You watch that little clip that they did on Conan O'Brien back in '95 on the convention tour, and you see all those fans walking around in makeup and costume, and you see all the things that they're doing. This band, and you could almost kind of look at, at Eric and Bruce going, "They have a job pretty soon." <laughs> like you, yeah. like you knew, you knew that this was gonna happen. This, and then even if you watch that silly documentary, "Kiss Loves You," that kind of, you know. Was right before well the tribute bands that stuff was really popping and people were watching makeup shows and
1: mm-hmm. you well, could tell
0: I mean, you could tell this was gonna happen.
1: But it's funny because you, when you when you mentioned about the people wearing the makeup during that time, at least here in Canada, a lot people when they were going to concerts here. We're not wearing the makeup as much when they went to the shows here. Like there was just an odd person here and there who would wear it, especially between the time of like let's say Crazy Nights to like Revenge, people were not really doing it too much. But when you know when the the uh, the tribute record came out and stuff like that, uh, people when they started realizing that this could be a possibility, then you started you know. Even seeing people or hearing people say, you know, if if they came back, I would for sure put the makeup back on and go to a concert dressed up like that. And it almost seemed like Kiss claiming to be, you know, the band that listens to its fans, you know, when they do it, like when you just said, when they did a television appearance like that and they got the vibe that people were really wanting it. I mean, they have to put the money where their mouth is, right? And saying if they're such a band that listens to their fans, it was going to happen Eventually. You know,
2: you talk about the build-up for it, and, you know, MTV Unplugged had aired, and Ace and Peter were still touring together on the Bad Boys tour after that. Yeah. And it came to St. Louis in December of 95. It was one of the last shows that they did on their solo tours. And Peter Chris's band came on first, and they played a set, you know, and he had some Kiss tunes mixed in there, and it was fine. And then he gets done playing, and... You start waiting for Ace, and we wait a little longer for Ace, and then we wait a little longer for Ace, and about 11.30, 12 <laughs> o'clock, he came on, uh-huh. and it's like, and he was hammered, just hammered, and they play, and then Peter came out with him, but he was, you could tell he was just gone the whole time, and I walked, this, this is December of 95, and I walked out of there that night, and I looked at my brother, and I said, it ain't happening. Reunion tour ain't gonna happen. He's a train wreck. And then two months later, they're on the Grammys together. So it's like, nah. I don't know, it's all, what I- you
1: know, it's it's funny <laughs> when you brought that up though because I remember seeing Ace in Toronto. He played a club here called the Hot House. It's not here anymore <laughs> now, but he played this this club and it's. I remember my friend's band opened for them. So we we got in early and stuff like that, and I made the mistake of going to the bathroom while the club was still kind of you know half empty, and in there was Ace with his manager, and as soon as I stepped inside there into the bathroom, his manager reamed me out. He's like, "What the fuck are you doing inside?" Because he because behind him was Ace with a little mirror by the by the uh, sink there. With a substance oh, no. I'm not going to refer to here on there. And Jeez. a couple of uh, bottles of beer. And by the time he got up on stage, he was destroyed. Even my friend, Kevin, who was banned Open him, I talked to him, I go, so how was Ace? He started, he just looked at me and smirked and goes, this guy, he goes, how he makes it from the stage back into his bus without falling over six times, I don't understand it. Because he was complete disaster. When in 95 was that? Um, Jesus, I'm trying to remember it was a lo- it was a long time ago but i remember it was it was it was near the end of winter i i think because it was pretty cold out when we went to see him i think yeah. but it, it was it was it was it was a long time ago it was he wasn't touring on an album at all at that point it was before the bad boys thing i'm pretty sure oh, okay. so mm-hmm. that was even before then so i mean you know I, I, obviously he had to clean up his act to get back with KISS. I mean, that, there's no two ways about it, but I mean, how long that lasted, you know, we saw that firsthand, what? right?
3: I was going to say, you know, it was just with the convention and everything. I went to the convention. Um, I also saw, back then, I saw Cold Gin live in the club. There. It was Tommy Thayer. Tommy Thayer. Yeah. I still have the ticket, step, Lonnie.
2: Velvet. I know, you sent it. Awesome. <laughs>
3: Um, I, that's another 10,
2: one. his ticket stub um, when he saw Kiss at the Stone um, on the Revenge Club tour, and I told him the best thing about that ticket stub is the price on it, 1750. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you so, imagine?
3: But yeah, you know, the whole thing is that people were starting to clamor more for Kiss. Uh, they had the convention tour. You could see tribute bands were starting to pop up. Other stuff was going on, and uh, it was just a the stars aligned. For them, I think it was just the right time to to do the reunion.
2: Yeah, I think the timing was absolutely perfect. Um, yeah. With grunge dying at the time, oh, and yeah. you know, a lot of the hair bands are really just gone by that point. I had mentioned Guns N' Roses had broken up at that point, who we were very large in the rock scene, and, and the rock scene really needed something, and mm. it, it it was literally the perfect time. For the reunion tour, and
3: this, so this reunion there was a big reunion. This is, I'm sorry, Go ahead. Lonnie, but uh, after I think the Eagles did their reunion tour. Yeah, it was not right, the right tour. before yeah. that, right?
2: Yeah. 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 And Sabbath did something around that time also. Um, maybe it was a little, maybe it was like a year later that I saw Sabbath. So, I mean, I'd seen Ozzy, but yeah,
1: like Sabbath. I saw them too with Pantera and Deftones. It was
2: like summer of '97, I think. I saw them on an Ozfest that it was it, there was. That they toured as Black Sabbath on US the And I, you know, I think a lot of bands were seeing the success of Kiss was I think there was a nostalgia for for 70s rock. And it was around that time sure. too that Page and Plant toured together too. Oh, yeah, as, I remember like that. That's Page that's and right. Plant. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of 70s rock, a lot of 70s rock bands were really cashing in at that at that time because there was no good new rock really at the time. And yeah. You know, a lot of my Even friends are looking at me with Kiss <laughs> stuff, and they're like, oh, that Kiss is crap. Listen to R.E.M., listen to Dave Matthews Band. Like, no oh thanks. God. Dave Matthews
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's such Does a every song band. of Dave Matthews start out with He Wakes Up in the Morning? Because I swear to God, i heard at least three <laughs> songs. He's like, I get it. He wakes up in the morning. I get it. I get <laughs> that's it. That's such I'll a college band.
1: <laughs> it's unbelievable. Like, every college person I know... Thinks Dave Matthews is awesome. It's like some kind of rite of passage. Like if you go to college <laughs> or university, you have to know like you have to love Dave Matthews or something. It's unbelievable. Yeah.
2: So I was really I was, I was really the <laughs> outcast because <laughs> I looked at it
0: that. It's a rite of passage. You go to college, here's your Dave Matthews album, here's your, here's your, yeah. your shoes. Here's, your <laughs> pants. here's a black shirt. <laughs> here's a hacky sack.
2: Exactly. <laughs> it's hilarious. So the reunion tour starts June 28th at Tiger Stadium. No,
0: no, no, no,
2: no. Well, the weenie oh, well. roast.
0: Don't forget yeah. the weenie the roast. The weenie roast. you got to mention the weenie roast. roast, and I was going to bring that up because that's my favorite moment on the reunion tour because, well, now you can watch it in, in complete clarity on Kissology Volume 3, but who thinks it's funny that Ace had, like, a straw sticking out of his costume, and, like, during the show, he was like. <laughs> 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 watch that show again. He's got a straw sticking up from his costume. Yeah, what
3: was in it, yeah. though?
0: <laughs> it was probably, it actually was probably water. I'm not gonna say it was, it was drugs or anything like that, but it looked like it just might have been the straw for the water bottles. Like, cause you know, they know they use those big water bottles, really really long straws that you see them on stage yeah, now. Right. You can see them on stage then, but you see them on stage now. But it was just funny, like you're watching the show and like Ace hey, is playing, and then he's like.
3: There was actually – that. His... that he actually that's what he had in his, his pants. He that, it was that bulge. It was his champagne bottle. I
1: just couldn't
3: <laughs> like.
0: And then my other favorite part of that show is, like, throughout the entire show, it, it, I think, like, the guy who was manning the siren was new, and he was like, yeah. should, I should I test it out now? <laughs> All right, it works.
2: Sorry. I think now we test. test it Long again. <laughs>
1: There was a lot of I don't technical think she made glitches it on <laughs> that. Like it was it was funny how many screw ups that happened during that show but but I agree with with uh, Andrew. I mean I I kind of really have a soft spot for that show as well because it was just it's just so raw and so you know you, you can't put your finger on what it is but there's something almost appealing about the show. It's just so you know mistakes and all warts and all this is kiss and it and it was pretty cool actually it wasn't that bad i mean you know sure the 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 siren went off and their back line of amps sometimes got screwed up i don't think it came up properly or it didn't start at the right time or Ace broke a string during Love Gun and had to stop, and, you know, it was just so All's many things was out of tune. Wrong. He actually lost yeah. from the Black Diamond and tune, motherfucker.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that's I mean, the, but, that's,
1: but that's just it, you know, I mean, it, that's real life. That's, you know, real gigging and shows. I mean, Andrew knows that just as well as I do, that those kind of things can happen at a show and probably did, you know, And but you have to move forward and keep going on, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Actually, Lonnie, you were at the Indie Expo when we had all those, uh, all those uh, sound issues. Yeah. And uh, it, it's funny to me because I think, you know, I thought Kiss handled themselves really well in the wiener list. But, like, when, like, stuff like that goes wrong with me, it's like a light switch that you flip on. And I just become, like, extremely angry. And I don't care what's going on. I don't care what you're doing. Just fix the problem, like, immediately. Because yeah. I, got, I, got, I got to play. I can't be sitting here plugging I mean, things and that's your Rich, job. Rich was really not happy when that was
2: going on. None of us were happy. No.
0: None of us were happy. So and you know it was a rough day and you you guys can go back and, and watch the clips on that or you can watch the clips of Eric Singer making fun
2: of me all day <laughs> that happened too. <laughs> That's that was the most entertaining part of the day. Yeah, for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so the Weenie Rose and then Detroit. I think it's odd that the four of us here between the four of us, none of us claim to be at the Detroit show because everybody I know it seems like claims that they were at that Detroit show. Ninety ninety six. Not me. I'm I was too young. young to
3: go for me. So yeah.
2: my brother actually got married the day that. Detroit show, so it was. And not that I was not that at 16 years old, I was going to be able to say, yeah, I'm going to go to Detroit and, and see Kiss when they were coming to town. And less than a week after that, it just wasn't in the cards. So, um, but I got to see him early on on July 2nd, 1996, right after that Tiger Stadium show. And I was at the time I was really happy that I got to see him early on. One because it was so new, and you know, at the time you didn't get the you don't have the access to set lists the next day. Or even or as, as the show happening. was going on, even, yeah. you know what I mean? And it was cool because I I remember driving to the show and going to my brother. What do you think they're going to start with? You think they're going to open with the short said, here, They can open with Deuce, you know? What do you, uh, you know? We you didn't know it was and that and that aspect of it is just gone today because I mean you know the set list just yeah. as it's as it's happening. And um, speaking of the set list, it was really unique that they didn't play songs. Um, that weren't on the first six albums other than New York Group, especially until they added I Was Made for Loving You um, Mm. later in the tour. But to completely ignore the rest of their catalog and focus on those core six albums and to be true to themselves and true to what they were doing, I thought was um, very you know, very well done, and it's something that they, they could have screwed up on, but they didn't, you know, this, this is what people want, and they, they were, people could say that Kiss isn't as in touch with their fans now, but they were very in touch with what the fans expected for that reunion tour, and they were very true to it.
0: Well, I mean, you guys, it, it was a point in time where we had finally gotten rid of the, the fits Like a Glove, and I know all you guys at that, that were in those 80 shows. More power to you, because... I wouldn't be able to sit through No 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 Fits Like a Glove and Under the Gun and all just garbage. Just I can't stand it. Lick It Up is probably the last album I can stomach. And then you get after that, it's like there's maybe a handful of songs. So we had finally weathered the storm and now we're back. And can you guys believe that at that time, Strutter and Shouted Out Loud were like, Oh my god, they're playing this again. And then, fast forward to now, it's like, they're still, like, can we drop Shout Out Loud? Can we yeah. drop Let Me Go? Yeah. 100,000 years. Let Me go. They were playing, yeah, right, 100,000 years came back, and we were, like, losing our shit. Now it's like, oh, my God, I don't yeah. 100,000 yeah. years.
1: Well, that's the problem when you limit yourself, though, to a certain block of music, right? I mean, when they were playing those songs back and when they were actually coming out, they were only playing certain songs anyways of those, and they seem to just go back to those same ones anyways, right? But... You know that's that's the problem. Is as soon as you s- limit yourself, you're gonna have that happening. Because I mean, uh, after a while, they've been how many years have been they've been playing now in makeup against me? Like you said, they've been in makeup now longer, right? And they're just playing essentially songs like that. I mean, every once in a while they'll put in a Hide Your Heart or, or put in like a you know Tears Are Falling or something like that. Once in a, every Blue Moon they'll put something in or they'll put some Creatures songs in, right? But you know, if you limit your back catalogue in your live repertoire, you're going to run into that. That's the one reason why I've always loved Rush 100,000 times better. You notice I use that there? 100,000 times better than Kiss because they never did stuff like that. They've always accessed their whole catalogue, always played stuff from different periods, different time things. They never said, you know, we're not going to play from this or that. And I think if Kiss did that, you know, they would. I think they would appease more of their core fans. But that's the thing; they're core fans, not you know Joe Average who just comes to a show because hey, Kiss is in town. You know, those people probably don't even know what King of the Mountain is or half of these other songs, right? Well, well
0: just just remember, you know, at at the time, there uh, Kiss there weren't a whole lot of core Kiss fans at this time. They were they were kind of limping along the years before the reunion tour. Well, I mean, <laughs> well, I know, I know it was us. Yeah. But, I mean, I mean yeah. we would have been a fans regardless of the reunion tour or not. It just kind of threw our fandom into overdrive. But remember, there weren't – they had to not only please us, but they had to please the masses as well too because this was a, a, a mass tour. That was the
1: show though. They had to please like, my... the
0: casual fan that was coming to see him on there again. Yeah. yeah. But, but remember, the sh- like, do you, they played Do You Love Me? And they hadn't played it since 77. So we were, we were flipping out. Oh, yeah. But, but then
1: they but put that, that outro one, Do You Love Me? I was like, what is which, this? Which <laughs> they say it was the original outro of the album, which I don't believe. I don't know. But, that, but that's the thing. The show is what did that, though. Cause I brought my sisters with me to one of the shows, and they never got into Kiss. They never knew anything about Kiss. And they were totally, thoroughly entertained. They loved the show. But that's why. Because it was the show. That's what they had to do for the, for the new people, is they had to reel them in with the show. Because the songs, they weren't going to do it because they didn't know the songs, and they didn't listen to them beforehand. Right? So that's why the show had to be spectacular.
2: And these people don't know the songs. You know, and you could you could say the same thing today, and change it up if people don't yeah. know the songs. But yeah.
1: we're
2: not we're not gonna get into a discussion on on. No, this isn't there. this isn't this isn't the setless discussion because people but, like to bitch about that every day. <laughs> exactly. You can, you can go to the FAQ if you want to hear it a, a. You can go to the FAQ, listen to this too. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> but but let's I, talk I about let's talk about staging yeah. though. Um, yeah. Mark brought up the show. Um. Mm-hmm. And as it was getting ready to unfold, we kept hearing that, it's well, obviously we're wearing the Love Gun outfits because we had seen them at USS Intrepid, we had seen them on the Grammys. Okay, it's going to be the Love Gun outfits, well, is it going to be the Love Gun stage? And we kept hearing that, yes, it's going to be the Love Gun stage, too. And when they, when I was I was at the show in St. Louis, and I hadn't seen the stage, I can just remember Detroit was just a few days prior, and that curtain drops, and I'm like, where are the steps at? This isn't the love gun stage, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, and I, I think that the, you know, and I'm I'm sure I wasn't the only one in the audience thinking the same thing that well, this isn't a kiss stage. Where where the where are the steps at? You know, we I and I think they could have done a lot more with with the with the stage than than what yeah. they ended up doing. Yeah, it was cool when those amps rose um, during really the nighttime cool. world. That was that was a really cool effect, and that stage just became. Like an alive-looking stage to a more of an alive-to-looking stage with with those lines of amplifiers right there. But, Did you guys ever think
0: that this they may be held back on the stage a little bit because when they were building that stage
2: they didn't know if this was going to be a success. And, and that's a really good point. They didn't know that Tiger Stadium was going to sell out in 47 minutes. They, they didn't, didn't know that Chicago was going to sell out in six minutes. You know they they were unaware of how big this thing really was going to be.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a really good point because, I mean, I read a really good article in one of those magazines where they were talking about the stage design and the lighting design. And they were saying that in Detroit, they had their biggest lighting setup of the tour, actually. And that after Detroit, they scaled back a bit on the lighting, that they didn't actually bring the same amount of lighting that they had on that show for the rest of the tour. Now, that's probably because they maybe didn't have that big a stage, maybe, on some of the rest of the tour. I mean, Tiger Stadium is a big place, right? I mean, some of the they played mainly arenas for the rest of the tour, right? And you know, Tiger Stadium is like what fifty, sixty thousand people. And, you know Yeah, so and then you know, you go to Toronto and you're playing to like you know, Skydome's pretty big, so they could have did it there, but maybe some of the other arenas just couldn't accommodate for it. But you made a good point that they didn't know it was going to happen. So the design of the stage was pretty much, you know, there was some guesswork in that too, right? I mean, and, I thought it was
0: I thought it was cool. Well, just remember. Go back into your 1996 mind frame. There's no Facebook. There's no Kiss FAQ. You can't see this stuff on someone's cell phone. So when you saw it live, you were like, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. When I look back now, I go, who the fuck made those cats? That looks like dog shit. <laughs> but that's just me now. Right, but, but we put then, yourself in
2: that moment, though. In that moment, 96, it, it, was, it, was, it was the coolest thing you ever saw.
0: Yeah, it was great. I mean, now we complain and we're counting the studs on Gene's costume and you're like, "What's going on here? And what's going?" On? But at that moment when you saw it, you're like, "Look, he's up there." You know, <laughs> that's that's all you cared about. Yeah. You didn't care that uh, you know, oh, maybe the opening isn't as big on the reunion tour costume as it was on Gene's Love Gun costume. You're just like, "Look, he's flying. Or you look, "There's Peter Chris," or "Ace is shooting around." You didn't care. You were completely immersed in that you were completely immersed in that show, right. more so than any other show. I say that because by the time Psycho Circus came out, the internet obviously was leaps and bounds bigger than it was in '96 and '95. Um, so you had you had the internet, and, and you had kind of, you had Kiss uh, Kiss Online at that time. So Michael Brandvold was posting a lot of pictures on Kiss Online. You had these huge galleries, you know, for Kiss Online during yeah, the Psycho Circus. So it was awesome. you had it was a completely different experience on the Psycho Circus tour than it was on the Reunion tour. So I just remember, like, looking back, you're like, what the fuck? But when you were there, it was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is Kiss.
1: Yeah. But that's also the double-edged sword with this is that they hyped it up so huge for the Reunion tour that where were they going to go from there? I mean, Psycho Circus came and they had to either up it or they had nowhere else to go except down, right, from there right so that's kind of the problem i think they had there i mean that tour was cut short right mainly because they were saying from what i read that you know the the, the thrill was gone i guess to some of the people right they, they've they've went there they saw it now it was kind of like you know the, the 3d thing they hyped it but it did never work that well people were saying ah, oh, it didn't do anything for me when i sat where i was so they were you know it was a little hit and miss Well, there was.
0: There was, and I don't want to go too deep on the Psycho Circus tour, right. um, just because we we want to talk about the, yeah, no. the reunion tour. But I actually made a really great post on the on the FAQ about this, uh, and I, I want to let me see if I can find it because how do you find really your really great? huh? Well, it was just a while ago.
2: <laughs> He's proud of himself. <laughs> no,
0: because, well, well, it, it was because I had like actual like I had actual figures in the in the post. Uh, I'm trying to find. Hold on. Well, while Andrew's looking for that. Yeah, yeah. So talk um, about something else. I, I, I want to find this because it's actually it, – it's a good rebuttal to all those people that say that Psycho Circus Tour was, you know,
2: it didn't do well and bop, blah, blah, blah. Um, I kind of – Well, that. Ken, what did you think of that? Of that? You you saw Kiss in, in 79, and you saw Kiss on the Creatures mm-hmm. Tour, and you saw him in the 80s, and that Kiss comes out. Obviously, you're seeing him in makeup for the first time since – since the Creatures Tour, what you know, what are your impressions, you know, did it, you know, you, you sludged through all those 80s shows with the Crazy Nights Tour, with the Asylum Tour, you know, was it, was it, did it live up to your expectations when they came out with the stage, with the costumes, with Ace and Peter?
3: Um, honestly, it didn't live up to my expectations from what I had seen, at least on <clears throat> the, the makeup, you know, things i had seen in Dynasty and and, uh, and, uh, creatures of the night, um, it, it didn't quite live up to it. And then, you know, in that meantime, while they're in their, uh, non-makeup period, I was starting to get bootlegs and things. So I was seeing the old stuff, mm-hmm. you know, I had, I had, uh, Detroit, I had Houston 76, mm-hmm. uh, those type of things. And I think I had a 77 show also on bootleg. So I was expecting, well, okay, right, here we go. It's going to be like that. And it wasn't because they didn't have the, you know what? They're older now. They didn't have the same energy. They're in different shape and so on. So it, to me, it was still great. It was still great. They're back in makeup, they're rocking out, but it wasn't the same energy that I had saw on video. It Mm -hmm. just wasn't the same energy was not there. Um, so from that standpoint, it was a slight lit down for me, though it, it's hard to say it's a lit down because it was a you know reunion, and they were back together, but from that standpoint, only it was lit down, but otherwise i was I was so happy to see it, and you know it was kind of a blur, like I said, the first time I saw them in seventy nine it was a blur. I can't even remember half of it 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 was just I was just so excited about it, yeah, um, you know, your first experience like uh, like you, Lonnie, that was, that was your first experience, I think, with the makeup. So It was the first been...
2: time I got to see the band, actually, because I, I told yeah. the story last week about me missing <laughs> about... the convention tour. And then <laughs> yes. when the uh, convention tour came through in 95, and I'm 15 years old and it was $100 to go. Um, you 15 know, you know, I, don't, I don't have that kind of money at 15. I just don't. You know what right. I mean? And much less if I did come up with the money. To convince one of my friends to come up with $100 also to go see Kiss in 1995, who, as we talked about earlier, was not appealing to the masses in '95. So it just wasn't, unfortunately, it just didn't, it just wasn't happening for me at that time. So, like you were saying, though, like my memories of that show and that day are so vivid because not only, you know, was I seeing Kiss in makeup for the first time, but I was just seeing Kiss for the first time too. I have memories of of driving to that show even with my brother and and Strutter being on the radio and my, and my brother and I look at each other like, never heard Strutter on the radio before. You know, you know, they're playing that. They're playing Do You Love Me on the radio, and getting to the show and seeing and seeing that merch booth outside, and just the mass amount of people around that merch booth, and, and picking out what shirt I wanted, and getting the tour book, and waiting for Kiss after Alice in Chains. It just and hearing, I can still remember feeling the energy inside that arena after Alice in Chains finished and waiting for Kiss. And I'd seen plenty of concerts before that. It wasn't like it was my first concert or anything. I mean, I had seen Metallica, I think, at that point even, and I'd seen a, quite a few of... I'd seen Stone Temple Pilots, who were really big at the time when I saw them, and um, I'd seen a lot of large bands, and I was just waiting for Kiss. that, But the energy inside that arena, waiting for Kiss, and the crowd just getting louder and louder, and... One thing they really did great on the reunion tour was when they how they cued that the banner that come down with the "Won't Get Fooled Again" scream, mm-hmm. and when that yeah. banner comes down, revealing that massive Kiss logo on that curtain, the crowd just erupts and just just can't just can't wait any longer to see yep. their heroes and see them their triumphant return, and it was it was just the most magical thing. And I've, yeah, they, I've, seen, I've seen Kiss, I don't know how many, 25 times since then. And I've never experienced the magic that I, that I experienced that night.
1: Just un- yeah, I mean, they they did something similar like that. I know, I'm know i not sure they did that in all the shows, but how you mentioned how they cued that curtain to come down. Um, they also did something similar to that in another part of the song. I don't know, but not don't remember if it was the same song, but they also did something like that where they kind of dimmed the lights and they shot the lights up on the inflatables. And they kind of backlit them all of a sudden, and everybody went nuts when they did that because they knew that it was something was going to start happening soon, right? They kind of did the backlighting of the inflatables, and then they did a few minutes later the the backdrop of the curtain too. So it was like by that time the place was ready to explode. Like people were like, "Come on, let's get them on here now," right? So, but that was good too. Like they that was a really good display of showmanship, like getting a crowd so anticipating into the show by doing that. Mm-hmm. and the merch too just one last thing i thought that they were really really good with that i mean i've never seen a band that brought that much merch okay. to a show and i mean the other thing was at that point i'm not really 100 percent sure if they were doing it at that point but the kiss was one of the very first shows i saw that i remember they having interact at right where and i because i've never remember ever seeing a band do being able to, to, to accommodate something like that right
2: yeah, the merch was really good um, for those first reunion shows. Um, we didn't have the event shirt in St. Louis the first time they came through was before they started doing them for every show. And I know they had them in Detroit for the first show, but they're like that was before they decided that hey, we can do these event shirts every night. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like the third show of the tour they didn't they didn't have them, but. You know, getting that you wanted the best, you got the best album cover in the back. It said, "I yeah. wanted the best, I got the best." I, you know, at 16 years old, think like, that's so. You're like, yeah, that's so freaking cool because that's my band, that's my band, and they're back. And not only are they back, but you know, I could say like, they are the most popular band in the world. But and they and they were the number one selling act in 1996. Well, we forgot to mention that you wanted the best album because that that came out before the reunion tour. It's on my notes here, yeah. That was my first CD I ever got. That came out yeah. the week, like a couple days before, like that came out that Tuesday before the Detroit show on Saturday. Yeah, uh, and I, I remember getting that, and it, it, it was in that, that
0: case where it looked, it was all like different colors, and then there was that shot from the Intrepid on the back where, I mean, we know it's from the Intrepid now, but you didn't know what that shot. You're like, well, is this an old shot? Or is this? You didn't know. You just didn't know. And then, you know, it was it was a, such a cool thing to get you excited. I mean, what do they do? They repackage the same shit. And they just, like, just throw it out there in a the new cover, and they'll buy it.
2: And we did. Oh, we yeah. We did. We didn't have the songs in that. And, order. you know, the, the four, quote, unquote, you know, lost tracks on there. They're not lost tracks. <laughs> they're not lost tracks. <laughs> you they're can totally re-record. tell it's Paul Stanley's Complete.
3: re-recordings. Yeah,
2: yeah. Totally. But at the time, but at, uh, even, even at at the time, I didn't notice. And, two, I didn't care. Right, Same. I didn't Same. care because it was it was a new Kiss CD. Oh, it's a live version of "Take Me." It's a live version of "Room Service." You know, I, I thought it was I thought I thought it was great at the time, and and the album it sold well because it was the only new music. It wasn't you know, new music, but it was it was their only CD product that they had out. Um, and then they did release Greatest Kiss um, uh. in conjunction with the Lost Cities tour hate that cd yeah it's it's and, and it's questionable if you want to call some of those songs on there the great why is two sides of the coin on? why there? is two sides of the coin on there why is that song on there i, I was don't even, really I'm never... puzzled about that when when it came out and i'm still a little puzzled about it today
1: i've never I've really
2: listened to that song
1: 500 hundred dollar vinyl
2: <laughs> yeah no no thank you no thank you i just i,
0: don't, I
1: wouldn't I'm, pay five dollars for that
2: i I'm, I'm crazy with what i'll buy but i'm not gonna buy that
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah me neither but so um after the tour, this tour has the best post-tour documentary of all time.
1: Second coming, the second
0: coming, the best. The second yeah. coming, which they could have fit on one VHS tape, but again, it's expensive.
1: It
2: to- <laughs> yeah. Same like with the symphony, could have been one DVD. They're like, let's do two. No, Se- second coming um, is the best documentary that they. You know, I, I. I wish they would have put out a, um, a concert video. Of that. Me too. Huge missed, huge missed opportunity. They, could, they have, could have done. You know, that. They could have done that in, in conjunction with the Lost Cities tour. Put out a VHS tape of Detroit or or that Atlanta show. That, that Atlanta show is really good. I'll well, the Atlanta supposedly. show
0: was supposedly shown in Japan. Correct. Um, that Atlanta show is at Pro Shop Bootleg. Like,
2: yeah, I mean there's, there's a ton of pro shots yeah, out there. Yeah, they filmed
1: no, a lot of stuff. There's a ton of pro shots out there, but the yeah. Atlanta one,
2: that Atlanta one was one of the first bootlegs that really came out mm-hmm. um that there was pro shot that I mm-hmm. got my hands on right away. So there's Atlanta, there's New Jersey, there's Toledo, there's Toledo. Columbus, Georgia.
1: That's my favorite, one, the Toledo one. The Toledo yeah. one's ac- excellent.
0: They could have yeah. filmed all four nights at the Garden and put that out and have that be have that been the
2: souvenir of the uh well, of the have, reunion well, they should have, you know, we, and this is one thing I wanted to get into, what they really could have done, too, is take those four nights at the Garden and, you know, edit them, take the best shots of the four nights, and it could have released that as Kiss Live at Madison Square Garden, mm-hmm. and released that, like, in the fall of 96, you know, and it would have been a great, you know, Christmas gift for, for Kiss fans and that, or, or release it in conjunction with the Lost Cities Tour back in the spring, in the spring of 97. Mm-hmm. Um, but they didn't, and it was a missed opportunity, but... That second coming video, that second coming video um, documentary of that tour is fantastic. Aren't you guys unhappy that the second coming purposely left out certain things?
1: Hmm. Well, I mean... Where's the Peter we, we, Chris
0: fiasco from... 97. Yeah, where's that?
2: They didn't talk about well, it.
1: Oh, because they have to keep an image. You know, they have to make it look they good. It look you know, like still best friends. Yeah, they have to make it look like we're all for one, one for all. Just like how they lied on "You Wanted the Best" the song on "Psycho Circus." You know, we're all great. We're all together, and you yeah. know, we all know it's a bunch of crap. But they you do know show, They have to make that imagery. Right? They do
2: show Eddie Cannon playing playing drums on the Second Coming" video. Do they? Yeah. Where? They do. It's on. I have a I have a DVD copy of it, and they do have it on there. Uh, I'm not
1: the store-bought one. Not,
2: yeah, not.
0: I'm certain it's because I, I just watched oh, it. They, no, they don't I talk have, about it. I
2: have a DVD of that. <clears throat> but, well, you guys out there watching, you tell me, am I crazy? You're crazy. You're crazy. Yeah, cause cause I, know I have, that I have I
1: know a store-bought that one, there's no Eddie Cannon yeah. on it.
3: The only disappointment I had with that second coming is they, they should have put a full show on there, in my opinion. Yeah. One full show. It's got to be on there. That I, these little snippets, you know, it's like, I want more the live stuff. Um but uh, it was missing that as far as I'm concerned.
1: But they should—they could have even did it that, that way because, I mean, it, it worked in the sense that it made that reaction that you just did right now. I want more. I want more. So what they should have did was made an actual proper concert and put, released sure. it a couple of months after the fact because people would have been yeah. still salivating for it, right?
2: Yeah. What we get, yeah. we got greatest kiss. And the Second Coming didn't come out until right when Psycho Circus was coming out, also. Right, November twenty fourth, nineteen eighty. Right. 1990s. So I mean, so we we sit through the tour, the reunion tour ends July fifth, nineteen ninety seven in Europe, and Park in London. London. And so the rest of ninety seven, and and that well I. I can't say that the rest of 1987, because by then the remasters were coming out, too, and that was really a fun time, too, actually, to go get those remasters. Yeah, hey, same shit, got to buy the same shit again. But it was fun at the time now. Again.
0: But whatever, we all went out and bought the remasters, though. Yeah, so you bought them on vinyl, then you'd be like, oh, man, I got to put it on cassette in my car, let me buy it on cassette. Oh, wait, cool, let me buy it on CD in 1987. Great, so I bought it on CD. Oh, what? The CDs are better now? All right, let me buy the CD again. Oh, wait, master for iTunes? Let me buy it again. 2000, 2014 vinyl
2: remasters. Let me get them again. Exactly.
1: But every same band, shit. every band hopes that they could do something like that, and very few can do it. Black but Santa I mean, is doing the same thing right yeah. now,
2: though. They reissued those those albums when they're on tour.
1: And they're awesome. I bought a couple of them. They're See. phenomenal. So
2: it's not just Kiss.
1: Yeah. I just get mad at Rush did cool. it. You know, Peter Gabriel did some really awesome. You know, half-speed remastered of his first four albums are awesome. Like, they sound great. About, sometimes it's worth getting.
2: Yeah. Well, we talked about some of our favorite um, videos from from the, sh- from the tour. What about what about audio bootlegs? What are your guys' favorite audio bootlegs? Pittsburgh '96. Pittsburgh '96 is a great one. That's a
0: great one, and it's it's not a soundboard either. I think it's just a a, a dat recording of, of some sort. It's a really good sounding audience recording but it sounds like it's somewhere that show is awesome
1: honestly i don't i didn't really collect much audio bootlegs because at that point or even now still i'm more big into just finding the video and i like you know putting them together on my little crappy video editor and i make my own little you know versions of the concerts and i just i like watching video video for me is more up my alley i have a lot of audio stuff prior like I got like you know I found a, a really good soundboard from New Zealand for Unmasked and stuff like that or I have a good soundboard from Revenge Tour and stuff like that but I didn't really seek out any soundboard like bootleg stuff for for uh, the 96 tour and just to specify I only go for soundboard I can't stand audience recordings it sounds like a cement mixer all the time whenever you get those ones they just sound like crap so some of them were not, good if it's Something not a soundboard, I don't, I don't want it. I'm not interested. But I mean, yeah, maybe there are some good ones. I guess it depends on where you sit and what, what kind of recorder you're using, etc.
3: Um, I, I don't have any audio from uh, '96. Really? I do have, I do have a DVD That's of <laughs> San Jose. I have the bootleg DVD of the San Jose show I was at. Yeah. Um, so I have that. It was a audience recording, but you know. To prove, you know, yeah, oh, yeah, all right, so here's what I'm going to
0: I'm going to open up my bootleg <laughs> list right now. I'm going to list all of
2: the bootlegs that I have. Hold the Dayton off. one's really good too. I really like that one from Nathan. Oh yeah, I forgot. I just got that one. The too. The Dayton one's actually really good. And then there's I had that. I had that now. one from. And I'm just going off the top of my head here. I'm not. I don't have it all in front of me. That Osaka Japan. That Osaka Japan one from January 22nd when Gene lost his voice and Paul has to sing the majority of the songs and Ace sings all the cold gin. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a really cool one. Too. I don't have video of that, but I have an audio of that one. Uh, so,
0: all right. So first I'll do video because I have a ton of video. Obviously, I have the Tiger State. I'm not talking about any – I'm excluding everything that's on Kissology. I have a, a full one-camera show from Tiger Stadium. Yeah, I got that. I've got your St. Louis show. I got that too. It's a good show. not a bad one, really. Not a bad one. I got Chicago from July. I also have Pittsburgh from July as well, the video. I got all Four Nights at the Garden donnington two different versions of atlanta uh albany i got them here in cleveland because they played take me i've got the halloween show from irvine i've got uh the netherlands rotterdam the, one of my favorite ones is uh nassau from new york city uh no nassau long island because they do uh deuce and then they do i stole your love second so i thought that was really really cool also, you know, I, I said I had the uh, the show I went to at the Meadowlands. I got the Osaka show where Gene loses his voice. Mm-hmm. I got the Eddie Cannon show, Columbus, Georgia. Toledo, Ohio, another another great show. got another St. Louis show from April, April 15th. Nice. That's I up have, there, that's, too, yeah. Uh, I have that one. I have the Rock Am Ring show. That was from Germany. Uh, that's a really good Germany. Show. Uh, I got another one from Stockholm. I think that's, that's it for video, audio. I have... I also have I have the soundcheck from Detroit, Michigan. I have um, Pittsburgh. I had mentioned I have Donington, Atlanta, Lexington, Kentucky. I don't know why I have that. I have Hiroshima Japan. That's the second
2: night. That's, yeah,
0: that's... Uh, Well, no Lexington, October. Of
2: 96. Oh, okay. i do not. know.
0: And uh, then I have a, a Wheeling, West Virginia show. That's oh, good. And then uh, Utrecht, Netherlands. That's what I got. So. Very nice. More video than audio. Me, because I love I love uh, I love video as well. But, uh, you know, most of my collection is from prior to reunion show, which we're not going to talk about yet. We'll talk about just reunion tour today.
2: <laughs> yeah, but that Atlanta that Atlanta show from 96, um, I think when, well, while it was going on, I had Atlanta from 96, I had St. Louis in 96 because it was circulating around here at, at record stores, and I had one of the Madison Square Garden shows from 96. And, you know, we talked about watching those and not wanting, but not wanting to watch them too much because it's. I remember it's '96, it's all VHS, and you don't want to wear out your tape and you wear out your version of it because you should ruin it. You're screwed because it's a bootleg. Um, so what else, guys, on the reunion tour? What else? It was the first time, also going back to staging, that Kiss had really used a video screen to showcase themselves on, you know. You look at Revenge Tour. There is no video of, you know, So they couldn't the afford stage. the Revenge Tour. Um, that video screen behind Peter because his drum kit, um, and then the Kiss logo above it. Who hated that Kiss logo? Xander <laughs> knew it was wrong. It isn't the. It isn't right. Well, that that is the correct Kiss logo, but it's just not the lighted Kiss logo it's we not... were used to. It's not, from, the, uh, it's not the it's not it's not the lighted kiss logo you thought you were gonna get when you. Worked. The
0: '76 to '84 uh, lighted logo. Right. Um,
2: which which again, looking back, I can play now, but when you saw it then, you were like, "Look, there it is." It's <laughs> like, huge. It's, yeah, that's all you cared about. At that one thing. thing on the Lost City tour, Paul Stanley was when Paul Stanley started flying out to yeah, the audience. Yeah, flying, flying
0: really And
2: true. I got to see that on the Lost Cities tour, and I thought that was one of the now now when they he does it, you're kind of like, you know, all right, he's. Been doing this for 20 years now. <laughs> yeah.
1: But at but the it's time, so that was cool.
2: when he comes over, you, you're you like, look, I'm reaching for
0: him. <laughs> I, I never reach. I'm always just like, look. He, uh, two years, three years ago now, damn, three years ago when I saw him on the Monster tour, he flew, he literally flew right over me, and I was like, look. And that's really, that's, it, it's so funny because like I make fun of it now, but like when you're there in the <laughs> moment, all you can say is, look, that's that's all you can do. <laughs> like you get so enamored by the moment.
2: Yeah, but. It, I saw it on, on the show when I was going to Lost Cities and I thought it was one of the coolest things. You know, it was, it was a new trick. Now now it's old hat, but it, it was an, it was a new trick at the time. And I guess KISS was still innovative with, with what they were doing on stage and now it was probably the, the last new trick they've they've really done. Other than maybe Eric's bazooka from a few years ago. But,
1: but you know oh, what That's, <laughs> that that is that is the main problem that I have with KISS is that they've just stopped innovating. And it just seems like they just don't care anymore about that. You know, it's like they just found what works and they've just stuck with it. They've, they've become AC/DC with their live stage in that sense. What AC/DC does musically, they've done with their stage. They've just stuck with the same thing and that's it. I mean, that's... I, and I don't understand why. I mean, KISS were always the band that were looked at as being, you know, the, the big guys and the guys who have the stages to replicate. And it just... Isn't that anymore? I mean, Motley Crew put them to shame with their stages the last couple of times they've come through with stuff. I mean, it just their stages were unbelievable. I mean, even the last Rush tour that came through, that was just an awesome idea. What they did, where they constructed a whole stage and deconstructed it into the eras that they were playing backwards in time, and that was just the most awesomest thing to see on stage happen and i mean if these guys can do stuff like that i'm sure kiss could afford to do something maybe not the same thing but something similar where they could innovate and think of doing something i just don't understand why they've just given up on it i I thought the spider was cool i
0: thought the spider was real cool i thought the las vegas stage was cool too you know where they had the video wall open and they had the video walls going up i thought it was cool all
1: right yeah, but I mean, come on. I mean, uh, other than other than that, I mean, the the spider worked sometimes. It didn't work other times. You know, like come on. Like th- the Vegas thing was just at Vegas, pretty much, right? They so took it to Japan. Did, they took it to Japan. Japan. Okay, but I mean, you know, we didn't South get Japan. to see it here, right? They haven't toured
0: yet. They maybe they're they're going to tour. Who knows? <laughs> I, I I will complain the least about Kiss's staging and, and all of that. And this this goes back to you know, '96 because you never thought you were going to see it. You never and and. I don't know if you guys saw this, but I thought after the reunion tour, I thought that was it. I thought, Kiss is done. I thought that.
1: I didn't think so. Because you didn't hear anything <laughs> for a
0: while. I mean, Psycho Circus came about in, like, January of 98. That's when we started hearing rumors about it, and they, they were recording, blah, blah, blah. But when, uh, after the reunion tour ended, and there really wasn't anything going on, I was like,
2: oh, no, this, this they're done. I don't if know. I, one- think, I think I can remember maybe Andrew you can go look at that St. Louis show from 97 but I think Paul said something on stage Said a lot of shit <laughs> about wanting to do an album though well maybe, were... maybe I maybe I'm wrong maybe I've made that up in the last 19 years in my head but I thought he said something about wanting to go record an album
1: well
0: I know they were saying that in some interviews but because we got so little information I didn't think it was gonna happen that's just me. I well, I really thought that the last time I saw Kiss in '96, I thought that was it. I really thought that was that was going to be it. And then, because it was so long before we heard concrete information that Psycho Circus is happening.
3: I didn't know how. I didn't think it was going to end. I, I I just didn't know how long it was going to last. You know, <laughs> I thought you know we may be going through the same thing. They'll maybe the last couple tours and then go back back to non makeup or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was kind of unknown territory.
2: I, I remember hearing, you know, like Andrew said, like they, they, they didn't do a whole lot of interviews, especially early on. And I can remember hearing and, and reading stuff, maybe in Metal Edge or Hip Writer, that, that they were going to do this tour and then they were going to go back with Bruce and Eric. <laughs> I, had, I been... remember distinctly reading that in, in print something, in, in a reputable, if you want to call it reputable, magazine about that. Well, that's I mean, because I mean, they I mean, put out *Carnival of Souls*
0: and people thought that that's they're reverting back. You know, the, those idiots didn't know that *Carnival of Souls* was recorded before right. the reunion tour. Yeah, but
1: that would have been, been shooting themselves in the foot if they did that. I mean, they had such a great reaction to the reunion. Why would you go back to that? I mean, musically, don't get me wrong. I love the Bruce Eric Singer lineup. I thought they were excellent musically they were heads and tails above the original lineup and i have always loved them on stage i thought that they were really good but you know there's if there's one constant in this world that we can always rely on is gene simmons loves money so he's going to go where the money is the reunions where the money is and that's why that's why I never suspected for one minute that it was going to be done after the reunion tour. Why? He saw money coming in. He just wants to get those printing presses rolling still and make more money and more money. And I didn't suspect for one second it was done. All
0: right. Well, I mean, knowing what we know now, I agree with you now, but back then because, you know, Gene wasn't, Gene was a little more humbled
2: than he is now. He really was. Was Gene was a different guy. (laughs) <laughs> he had a different image about himself than what he does now. People he will see Gene Simmons now and they just think money hungry rock star now. I mean he was more humbled back in
3: the in the reunion
2: tour.
0: Oh yeah, so. once
3: they went he became had he became more humble when they started losing their following. Um, mm-hmm. you know, they got he wasn't humble at the end of the seventies, but then he once they started losing their fans and they were at a low point probably with the revenge tour, um, they were it started to become more humble about, oh, shoot, you know, (laughs) we we should, uh, you know, take care of this, you know,
2: better. So, well, those are our thoughts on the Reunion Tour. Um, 20 years ago. 20 years. 20 years years ago since the Reunion Tour. And if that doesn't make you feel old, I don't know what will, because I, like Andrew, I kind of think of the Reunion Tour as happening couple years ago. Yeah, wasn't that like
0: two years ago? Didn't that just happen? And
2: that also makes me really scared, too, because I was a senior in high school and I saw him on the Lost Cities tour in 97, which also means that my 20-year high school reunion is coming up. So that (laughs) makes me feel like an old, (laughs) old man. I feel old, too.
0: You, You know what I think we should do? I'm just throwing this out there now. I think on June 28th, Eastern time, because it happened in Eastern time. I think June twenty eighth we gotta all get around and we gotta all watch Tiger
2: Stadium all Absolutely. Like, that's what we gotta do on June twenty eighth. I, I think that I think we need to start the petition now for the KISS Army around the world to We'll do a Google well oh, no no I'm not talking about around the because there are some
0: mongoloids that I don't want to be like like <laughs> hanging out with and we know that I'm <laughs> be like all of us, you know, that, that all that, that don't need it that don't need to take our damn medification, medification, <laughs> medication medification. Medication. Before we post, I don't know if I want to watch it with you. <laughs> uh, I'm just, well, that kid, that's I'm just saying, like for me, sometimes I see some of those posts and I'm like, take your medication. But I mean, like all the people that are who still get excited about this,
2: I still do. Yeah. I still get oh, excited. Yeah. I watched the I, games, I, I so could sit like, here thanks. and talk to you guys for another hour or two yeah, hours so about sure. just and just talk about the reunion tour. Just yes. talk about that time. Yes, because this, yeah. that, that tour changed my life. Exactly. For the better.
0: I mean, I didn't always think it was for the better because there were a lot of times where I thought, man, maybe if I didn't listen to Kiss and listen to Puff Daddy, I'd be
2: more popular in school. But now... I used to think maybe if I didn't listen to Kiss, I'd have more money. To...
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Remember, your Kiss
0: collection is probably it's
1: true.
2: It's an investment.
0: Because, <laughs> you know, I yeah. bought those dumb Spencer toys. I sold them, and I bought a bedroom set. I told so I my wife, it's an investment. <laughs> well, it's your I pension. Could... Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I'm just saying, you know this it this changed my life. it it really did. It really did it for the better. So and for all those people out there who think that they're ashamed of this, which I hope there aren't any many people anymore that are ashamed. of it, I think most of the people that that we talk to or we have on the show or
2: posts on the board aren't ashamed of being a kiss fan. You shouldn't. this brought you a lot of joy. Well, so continue to remember that. you talk about changing your life for the better. I mean, and from for me and I think for you Andrew, and 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 Mark and Ken as well, it. It helped define who I am as a person, I think. Yeah. Um, especially, especially for Andrew and I, because Andrew was 10 when he saw him, and for me, even at 16 when I saw him for the first time, it, it really changed my life and defined who I was and defined who I wanted to be almost, and, and, and Kiss's music defining who I wanted to be and, and what I wanted in life and going for things and you know, going shooting for your dreams. Um, but that reunion tour really did change my life. And that and that, sh- that first show I saw in particular. Yeah And I'm gonna go back into the reunion tour you know
0: today and uh, you know revel in the greatness that it, that it was because it still it still brings great memories. It still does. the last thing I want to mention because I know I know we, we probably want to end this soon. The last thing I want to mention is uh, I was I was obviously the youngest guy here, so I was still watching Nickelodeon at the time. And uh, I remember they had that Action League Now short with yeah, Kiss, yeah, yeah. KISS action figures. So, And I had just done the action figures at that point. So I'm like, I'm going to build a stage too. And that's what I did. <laughs> that's you know Everybody was so concerned about playing G.I. Joe or or doing whatever. Or maybe even they I, – I was making KISS stages. And so that's, that's how I – funny.
2: So that was so cool for me. Well, everyone at the FAQ who's watching this or anyone who's on Facebook watching this or listening to this – Tell, I want to know your guys' <laughs> thoughts on the KISS reunion tour. What are your memories of the KISS reunion tour? Because um, it really was a special time to be a KISS fan. Uh, maybe like maybe the second most special time ever to be a KISS fan was in, in 96, 97. So what are your thoughts on the KISS reunion tour? Did it live up to your expectations? What are your memories from the KISS reunion tour, seeing KISS for the first time? Um, leave us your, your thoughts on the FAQ message board. Leave us your thoughts on the Facebook page. Leave us your thoughts on YouTube. Um, remember, you can not only watch the show on YouTube, you can stream it on your phone on the Spreaker app. You can subscribe to the show via iTunes, and you can download directly at the Kiss FAQ. But leave us your leave us some feedback. Leave us some feedback on the iTunes. Leave us some reviews. Um, and
0: also also make sure you check out some other really cool Kiss. And podcasts. also,
2: um, Andrew <laughs> oh, here Has his own Kiss we podcast. I knew that was coming. Um, kiss my wax. Just, I was gonna, I was gonna do it at the beginning, so we just can't go with. But well, it like is, If if you think Andrew talks too much here, well, you should go listen to Kiss My Wax. Yeah.
0: You know, I actually talk the least on Kiss My Wax, which is because well, Tom is so full of knowledge, and uh, he Tom really is. Uh, he really is an asset to the whole vinyl Tom's collecting of, thing.
2: as full knowledge is, Julian is and I gave Julian a hard time at the beginning, but Julian just could not make it today, and I hope that. We told him to stay home. You didn't see him on this tour. Stay home. <laughs> <laughs> I hope people that people didn't tune out that Julian wasn't here. And I hope
0: <laughs> no, they saw me. They're like he's chewing gum and he's too close to the camera. So every time they say they always got something to say. <laughs> so,
2: but thank you everyone for listening. Thank you for Julian for allowing us to do this show without him today. Um, leave us your feedback on the reunion tour and for Ken. For Andrew and for Mark, I am Lonnie Weiss, our KISS on the KISS FAQ message board. Thank you for listening to the KISS FAQ podcast. You stay classy, KISS Army.
3: Thank you for
1: spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we broadcast today. We hope to see you again.